ஆக்சுவலி sort of take a breath and feel that you know we can do some other things as well to promote the books and of course this podcast is a very big part of that um this uh, particular episode is the 18th edition of the podcast and i'm hoping we can record a few more um this year uh, but i'm particularly particularly happy today um to have with me here someone who is absolutely perfect for the recording of a podcast uh, in this particular month because the book that we are going to discuss is very very important um given that april is dalit history month and the wonderful author yoda press author that we have with us here today is professor chinnaya jangam who's associate professor of history at um Carleton University in Ontario Canada uh welcome chinnaya thank you so much arkita it's always great to speak to you and uh, i'm so honored to be part of the yoda press and uh, as of now you guys have done great work and a uh, yeah, lot of people are reading and uh, a lot of interesting uh, you know, uh, thank you feedback. thank you so much thank you chinnaya you've always been such a wonderful well wisher and you've always sort of made me feel like what we are trying to do matters and uh, your own work is uh, of course as you know so many people keep telling you and they say oh you've published in a jangam that's amazing because his work is par excellence and we are delighted to have you as an author and delighted to have you here uh, mm-hmm. i also wanted to say while introducing you that you and i share an alma mater i think we talked about it once Yeah. that both of us went to so as i went for a masters you of course completed your phd from there yes. and uh, for our listeners that so i'm talking about so as uh, uk uh, which is part of university of london that's our shared alma mater chennai's and mine and um, i also wanted to add that that uh, chennai's um, uh, doctoral dis- uh, dissertation is what Uh, turned into a very important book which was published by oxford university press india i think in 2017 chennaiya exactly um, yeah. right and it's called the uh, called dalits in the making of modern india yes and um, of course the yeah. book that we've published here at yoda press is a translation that chennaiya jangam has accomplished a real accomplishment because this incredible this jewel of a book is um is actually an uh, an epic verse or an epic inverse by the absolutely iconic uh, telugu dalit poet kurum jashuva and it is called gabilam and of course to a lot of people who will be listening to this who speak telugu who read telugu or who have parents who are um or grandparents who are familiar uh, with the text um you know they will know who i'm talking about uh, but chinnaya i want to start um with a, with the most basic 
question for those who are not familiar with Guram Joshua uh, and are listening in to our podcast. Um, there is a, an interview you've done recently with the wonderful writer Geeta Hariharan, where you say um, about Guram Joshua, no other Dalit poet could write like him. And there's this bit in the wonderful introduction you did to our book, where you also say about him, Joshua as a poet and intellectual was unique, especially in the context of anti-colonial nationalism and the growing political assertion among Dalits. So I, I wonder if you can tell those listeners who are not familiar with Guram Joshua's work a little bit about him and his activism, his writing, his importance, um, uh, keeping in mind these two comments that you made earlier about. Yes. Thank you, Arpita. Again, yes, uh, Guram Joshua, like uh, like one of the important aspects about Joshua is that, you know, uh, the classical uh, you know, mode in which he wrote the poetry. That's a very interesting right. mode precisely because what had happened, you know, the tradition, the Dalit tradition of writing in early colonial India, particularly yeah. from 1920s onwards, mostly used to be prose. Hmm. Poetry used to be like, you know, uh, uh, by Dalit writers was not really, uh, you know, recognized. So in this right. context, uh, the poetic mode and particularly using the classical Telugu, which is mm -hmm. to the Sanskrit media and mm -hmm. uh, which basically uh, kind of, uh, you know, barred from the, the, for Dalits. In that context, mm -hmm. what had happened that, you know, Joshua lent Sanskrit to write classical Telugu. Right. And through which basically, that's what I write in my introduction that, you know, the way he struggled to learn the language, the kind of humiliations he has faced. Mm. And, and he consciously took the poetic form as a very important way to prove himself that he's equal to any other Brahmin Pandit. Right. So him writing in the Sanskrit, classical Telugu is a very important challenge to the Brahminical tradition, which basically... Uh, you know, confined itself translations of Mahabharata, Ramayana, and all other forms of you know romantic poetry. So, in this context, as a poet, he, by by using the poetic form, what he does is that he brings in the idea of Dalit life into the classical form. So, therefore, what happens is that you know he like very idea of you know Gabilam, for example, mm -hmm. in verses Kalidasa's Megaduta. Yeah, yeah. He is supposed to be a cloud messenger, but here is a suffering Dalit who sends yeah. his message to God Shiva using the most, you know, um, humble perhaps. Or yes, humble and also it's also seen with a lot of contempt. The Gabilam. Right. Yeah. So in this context, what happens? So for those who don't know, Gabilam, of course, is the bat. Bat, yes. Um, uh, and 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 which is why Chennaiya is saying that. Um, you know, humble and looked upon with a certain amount of contempt because there is that question always, is it a bird or is it even uh, loved like other birds are? So, yes. Sorry, Chinnay, I just thought we'll give the those who are not familiar with the language a little bit of context here. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you know, yeah. Like in that context, the bat as a, you know, because of its status, you know, yeah. in, uh, within the, uh, both in the context of society and also in the context of animal kingdom. What mm -hmm. you see that you know, the status of Dalit, particularly as an untouchable, right? And where does it fall? Whether you know, because uh, many times 
Dalit is uh, as an untouchable is not even treated like animal, like you know, worse than animal. So in this yeah. context, what happens is that you know Joshua tries to bring in this you know uh, the context of Dalit existence in society, wherein which you know at one level they are very important part of society, performing all kinds of jobs for the survival of the society. But at other uh, at other level, they don't have equal access to the social and material wealth and material life. So in this context, this continuous tension of Dalit life in caste in the society becomes central to the idea of Dalit, particularly Joshua's poetry. So therefore, right. every text he has written, like you know, the what you see is that you no, know, he tries to relate it to this suffering voice, suffering you no know, existence of Dalit. So therefore, you know, from he has you know consciously engaged. With the history, history and culture of society, and particularly, right. he always looked for the suffering voices of the people. Using the figure of uh, of Gabilam, that itself is an is a subversive act, is what you are saying. Exactly. Uh, right, and and uh, as against the classical figure of the cloud in yes. Megadutam, in the classical Megadutam, who acts as the messenger, messenger. Uh, but here. He asks the uh, uh, an animal to act as his messenger, who is generally held in contempt. That's exactly. the version of exactly. right, exactly. right. That's yeah. I loved that part uh, in the introduction. Uh, you know, talking about it with you earlier. I just want to just to be able to locate Guram Joshua a little more for our non-familiar readers. So we're talking, he is writing very much in pre-independence uh, India, right? Yes. Uh, yes. And uh, and in his, in Gabilam, there is, it's not just, I mean, it's it's a wide, expansive canvas that he yes. brings in. Talk to yes. us a little bit about that. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, the canvas, like, you know, like, that's what the very inauguration of the text is very, very interesting, like, you know, where in which he basically tries to start with this Dalit figure who basically, you know, uh, again, suffers and also serves the nation. That's what the very idea that, for example, Basically, that's what he basically starts with this idea of Dalit suffering, particularly right. both with po poverty and also idea of ignorance, wherein mm -hmm. he is so ignorant and also most importantly, he is also a very innocent man. That's mm -hmm. what is very interesting. And Dalit figure, when he inaugurates this figure, both as a person who is suffering from enormous poverty and also this innocence, important thing he tries to say that, you know, he is also a dutiful man. Right. He never forgets his duty to serve people despite being oppressed by the oppressors. So he mm. you know, dutifully serves them. But he says that, you know, this country is indebted to his service for generations together. And therefore, as a rebel, he becomes a rebel and refuses to get married because he doesn't want his children to mm. come into the same sort of suffering Dalitness. So this mm -hmm. contrast you see is that you no, know, like opening passages by inaugurating this figure, what happens is that you no, know, he starts a dialogue between uh, Gabilam or the bat and the uh, Dalit. 
so in this dialogue what happens is that you know then dalit narrates his suffering to gabilam but also he takes this historical detour of the country yes. from tanjavur in you know, tamil nadu present day tamil nadu on the bat basically asked back to take this tour of india across you no know, different places from all the way from southern india to all the way to himalayas what happens right. you know the bird travels through eastern india and also all the holy space places and also all the all the important historical points mm-hmm. from vijayanagar empire to all the kingdoms which were very important in the history of india and buddhism mm-hmm. and various places and what he does is that you know each place when the bat visits he tries to you know uh, unearth the suffering of the people so therefore right. what happens is that you know he sees this as a very important touchstone for his poetry mm. like you know, taking this long historical you know uh, uh, tour or journey what you see is that you know he tries to unearth and also you know write the history of the country as through the suffering voice of a dalit so therefore what happens is that you know he helps the he tells the gabilam to go to different places and look at these sort of things and convey mm. the sufferings to god ishwara ah. you know, what happens is that you know it is awakening this god becomes very important part of this uh, you know message right. so therefore what even he chooses ishwara god ishwara precisely because he sees that you know ishwara is much more closer to the suffering people compared to the other trinity gods like right you know, Right. Chilaya, I wanted to ask you one more question about um, this canvas that he sort of, you know, creates um, for the reader uh, yeah. while building this narrative of suffering through that, uh, almost threading that canvas with a narrative of suffering. Um, yeah. But I wanted to particularly ask you about the decision that we took to give the book that uh, subtitle a dalit epic yes. uh, and i think that was a very very important decision on your part and um, i i'd love for you to talk a little bit i think you already are referring to that decision when you're talking about the importance of this text and what joshua uh, does with his poetry but specifically in terms of why you decided to call this an epic um will you talk a little bit about the significance of that yes uh, like you know what happens is that you know in the uh, brahmanical canon epics like ramayana and mahabharata uh, what happens is that they put forward this idea of you know varnashrama dharma as the ideal to society right mm. so in this context where happens is that you know like to contest that uh, like i think this is what like you know the way in which uh, joshua chooses the you no know, in fact he writes in his preface saying that you know for him kalidasa's megaduta acted as a you know model for him to write right so in this context what happens is that you know it is precisely epic you know in the context of dalit uh, experience because mm. it one it is not just about you no know, telling and you know complaining or you know uh, it's not are just about uh, suffering as such you know that it it, yeah. it uh, suffering is a very important theme in the text but also it is also there are other things you know within the text at one level right. what happens that you know he locates dalit as an historical figure ah right this, uh, what happens is that you know by traveling through various parts of india various you know uh, kingdoms and also noting about the importance of those places like for example vijayanagar empire Mm. Uh, 
at that matter you know uh, the buddhist history in uh, yeah. so what happens is that you no know, every time he is touching an historical context what he is trying to do is that you know he is making dalit a very much a part of the historical narrative of the country so therefore what happens is that you know it is this you know writing the history of the country through the lens of dalits but also locating dalits as a figure of history right. so in this context what happens is that you know in the context of telugu literature i think gabilam is one of the first text in dialogue with the dalits but also with yeah. the mainstream society very right. i think it puts this parallel idea of understanding history society and also location of dalits as part and parcel of the society so in this context it is epic result because after before or after him there is no one wrote poetry like uh, joshua right so for what happens is that you no know, in that historical juncture i think joshua's gabilam stands hmm. out a very important dialogue particularly in the context of anti colonial nationalism where you know people are thinking uh, each community is thinking about their place within the nation i think gabilam puts forwards dalit figure as part and right. parcel of the nation and also questions the privileged caste hindus what is our status and what is our shape in this country so therefore what happens is that you know if you look at the entire text what happens is that you know he also talks about gandhi ambedkar yeah. other nationalist leaders and how they are engaging with the issue of untouchability and how they are want to solve this issues so in this context right. what happens is that you know it is an epic precisely because of this long you know dialogue and also long you know historical way in which it tries to put the history into the present context of anti colonial nationalism and uh, right. see you know so it i think this is a very important text precisely because of this that you know the way in which it not only engages with classical tradition but also yeah. anti colonial nationalism right um i was wondering as i was listening to you that we are here uh, uh, slam bang in the middle of a week when uh, there is the press here is full of the moguls being excised from our history books yes. and uh, ncrt textbooks uh, uh, you know uh, being modified to somehow change the right wing history uh, or the history of the right wing organization uh rss uh and i you know and and it, i was listening to you and thinking that in these times particularly a text like gabilam the significance of it um is that something that strikes you as particularly uh, in focus right now and how yes uh, thank you arpita for asking this yes i i am following what is happening with the rerun yeah. uh, expungement of uh, mogalist yeah. ncrt textbooks and i think this is what the problem with the hindu right uh, the, the way in which it is trying to rewrite the history of the nation mm. is that at one level it is seen through the lens of communalism and thinking that you know erasing the history of particularly muslims and locals uh, yeah. they are thinking that they will reproduce the history uh, rewrite the history of hindu nation but mm. the important way problem for them particularly i think this is where the dalit discourse is very important and also you know critical to the idea mm. of nation because i think the caste question is a very important embarrassment for hindu right right that's where you know text mm. like gabilam what it does is that you know it 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 
it poses a very important challenge to the very idea of hindu nation and hindu histories because mm. at one level gabilam uses the classical hindu text the megaduta as a model yeah also no it also points out the failures of the tradition right and i think this is where i think i feel very uh, imp- you know powerful that you yeah. know text gabilam and also dalit discourse is definitely going to not only you know dent the hindu discourse but mm. also i think you know it will alter the very meaning of the way in which they are trying to you know rewrite the history of indonesia so therefore i think this is where the power of anti caste you know discourse and anti caste activism and intellectual writings are important because you cannot undo hindu nationalist histories without engaging with the question of caste Absolutely. so therefore i think you know this is where gabilam whether they like it or not they can erase muslims but they cannot erase dalits because, yeah yeah if they erase the dalits Absolutely. their whole agenda will collapse mm. yeah so mm. therefore i think you know even this idea of erasing moguls from yeah. the history textbook itself is a fallacy because you know it is a, it might happen for few years or whatever but no one can imagine india without taj mahal yeah exactly so like, as a matter of fact you might have seen the internet is full of these memes these yeah. really funny memes that have been going around since yesterday yeah. uh, you know because uh, this idea of willfully erasing whatever you feel like erasing yeah. either those who are an eyesore to you or yeah. your own history which embarrasses you yeah um i mean it's been done i mean we've seen it in history right it's been yeah. done by yeah. many fascist projects yeah um, but uh, arpita i want to tell you something else you might have followed like you no know, like recent yeah. uh, in toronto district school board recently yeah. recognized the caste oppression as part yes, of the yes i have uh, been following this yeah yeah basically i play i know i am one of the campaigners of the project project right so like you know in that context lo like this hindu right yeah. in canada yeah. and north america american foundation yeah they are trying to say that caste does, you know we one of the important campaign with the anti caste movement in north america is that you know they have to they are forced to say that caste is a problem right yes like in that context you know and also they are also trying to say that you know in the textbooks in north america should not talk about caste should not talk about muslims or anything mm-hmm. but you know if you walk into a classroom and mm. ask students, any normal student you know teenage student what do they know mm. yeah first thing they yeah. say they know taj mahal they don't right. say they don't say any other figure so i think these efforts like you no know, they think that they can erase you know historical histories and historical figures from you know but the thing is that you know they cannot the biggest crisis of hindu nationalism in india is that you know it doesn't have an authentic historical narrative to right and uh, that's that's the biggest crisis that's why what you see is that you know software engineers who never had read any single history textbooks are becoming historians yeah, yeah. and uh, they they neither stand for you know academic scrutiny nor even for reason and rationality absolutely that, you know they 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 come up with this spurious histories where in which you know even you no know, normal human reason cannot accept what they're saying hmm yeah absolutely and i think so much of this is the subject matter of gabilam because yes. i think he is so uh, withering in his criticism in his critique and he's also very strategic yes. he is uh, i love the it 
at points it's poignant at points it becomes satirical um the tonality of his writing it's so interesting yeah so that's why you know like i yeah, that's why you know one of the important uh, uh, aspect of gabilam is that you know you know i think telugu rendition is so beautiful you can't believe if someone yeah. can write this is where yeah. you're saying about tonality and the way in which it yeah. brings emotions that's yeah. why you know it it goes through different phases like mm. you no know, if you read particularly in telugu one yeah. of the things that you know it it starts with this figure in which you know suffering figure and you know who basically comes expresses lot lots of despondency yes but from despondency to what happens that when he goes to history he tries yeah. to create his own history to the historical you no know, <laughs> geography yeah. where in which, you know suddenly this figure becomes a rebellious and also very victorious Mm, and that's why what happens is that you know every time he is basically in dialogue with different facets of history what you mm. see that, you know dalit is transforming as a figure into this right. very, you know central figure in the idea of the nation that's what like you no know, like this is where i think uh, gabilam's importance lies in how does mm. it dalit a very central figure of the idea of nation right. and which you know mostly nationalism seen as this project of the privileged projects yes. people who are you know not only highly educated but also people coming from the privilege of both caste and also material wealth but yeah. he is a oppressed man who doesn't have anything suddenly becomes a hero of the text and that's yeah. where i think uh, dalit figure uh, i think becomes an important uh, you know symbol of the nation through you know joshua's writing so that's why you know joshua is very very important precisely because of that how does he make this no suffering yeah. figure an important hero of a nation right um one of the things that of course uh, you were absolutely adamant about and i'm so happy because it turned out so nicely was about having illustrations in the book and yes. um, and uh, when you uh, decided to commission uh, the artist telugu artist uh, uh, lakshman aile for yeah uh, uh, for the illustrations um you know i was i was really thrilled you were thinking in that on those lines and of course the uh, the illustrations we got absolutely blew our minds at yoda press and i know you were very very happy to will you yeah. tell us a little bit tell your uh, tell this uh, the, the listeners a little bit about why was it important in a sense in your mind throughout to give it some kind of a visual face as well and also what do ultimately when you, we got the illustrations what do the visuals do for this narrative uh, that's what like you know, one of the things like you know because it's in telugu the uh, uh, text is so powerful and yeah. uh, you rightly pointed out even in english i think to some extent i try to get the tonal and also the uh, oh, yes of course without uh, doubt yeah emotional expression but in telugu it is much more powerful arpita i mm. think might be uh, sure. you're familiar with bengali and how the yeah. word is the yes you, i know what you do this like things lose in translation right sure sure and in this things losing in translation one of the things i thought that you know the text need to have some visual representation because mm. it needs to convey the not only the you know emotion but also mm. the Uh, historical context i think this right. is i think uh, one of the uh, no advantage and also i am lucky to get lakshmanaile 
as the illustrator yeah. because he was able to read the text in telugu right yeah and, and then you know he was able to visualize not only the life of a dalit but also the uh, context in which this text was written so they mm-hmm. i thought you know having this visual dialogue with the textual rendering was very yes. important part of conceiving this book you know through different lenses like for example if you look at uh, when he talks about uh, um, joshua talks about uh, the caste for example this whole idea yeah. of varnas everything and the way in which um, lakshmanele was able to bring in this you know uh, illustrations where you know not only gabilam but also through you know uh, various figures like within this figurative representation of brahmanism and also yeah. figurative representation of brahmin as a you know uh, what do you call custodian of knowledge in yes. which dalit sitting outside so in this yeah. context you know, each illustration what had what it did is that you know it represented this powerful you know social reality and also historical you know uh, context so that's why i thought you know illustrations are very important way to basically uh, engage reader both yes. visually and also textually i think you know even now like the, this uh, text with uh, images make powerful impression on people and i thought you know gabilam will have that uh, you know particularly helping reader to understand the con- the textual you know dialogue particularly bringing telugu you know vigor into english text yes particularly that i lo- you know the one we put on the back cover the map of yeah. india with the bat right on the top and yeah. then marking out tracing out the journey that the bat takes i yeah. love that i yeah. absolutely love that illustration That's- and uh, yeah except it's a podcast and we can't show our illustrations so yeah. maybe <laughs> i should stop talking about them and stop tempting our listeners although um, i'm hoping that you know those who are listening to this will go out and want to order the book right away um but before i wrap up uh, would you read um a short part of it you're talking about the telugu rendition and i thought why not give them a taste of it in telugu and then perhaps the same part in english would you like to read it just a little bit uh okay. from from the book yes i can read uh, like you know couple of poems both yeah. in telugu and english yeah. so that yeah i love telugu reading uh, because yes. <laughs> it's a beginning of the uh, text and uh, uh, Like I will start ూరి మండలం చక్కగా దక్షిణ భూగ భూములన్ కాపురముండే నప్పురగా నా పరమ పరమ గర్భ దరిద్రుడు నీతిమంతుడై సో ఇన్ దిస్ టూ పోయమ్స్ వన్ ఆఫ్ ద ఇంపార్టెంట్ టాక్స్ అబౌట్ ఈస్ ఇనాగరేటింగ్ ద ఫిగర్ అండ్ ఆల్సో ఈ పాయింట్స్ అవుట్ అబౌట్ హిస్ డ్యూటీ అండ్ ఆనెస్టీ డిస్పైట్ బీయింగ్ ఇన్ పవర్టీ ద ఫిగర్ బేసికలీ ద హీరో ఆఫ్ ద టెక్స్ట్ లీవ్స్ విత్ ఆనెస్టీ and uh, it also very beautiful so and he talks about muppu gatinchinadi veeni kulamun kalimin gabalinche dehamun bippu yonarchini bartaveeri paada paadamu 
కందకుండగా చెప్పులు కుట్టి జీవనము చేయు గాని నిరాకరింపలేదెప్పుడు అప్పుబట్టది సుమి భారతావాని విని సేవకుండి సో ద థర్డ్ పోయం టాక్స్ అబౌట్ హౌ డిస్పైట్ పవర్టీ అండ్ ఆల్సో హౌ ద కంట్రీ భారత్ ఈజ్ ఇండెప్టెడ్ టు సర్వీసెస్ బికాస్ యు నో హీ మేక్స్ షూస్ టు కాస్ట్ ఇన్ దూస్ వితౌట్ కంప్లైనింగ్ అబౌట్ ది సఫరింగ్ అండ్ Yes, I will do this is very important. లేనినాడు సస్యరమ పండి పులకింప సంశయించు వాడు చెమటలోడిచి ప్రపంచమునకు భోజనం పెట్టు వానికి భుక్తి లేదు దిస్ ఇస్ వెరీ ఫ్యాసినేటింగ్ పోయం వెరీ హీ బై హీ వర్క్ సో హార్డ్ అండ్ ఆల్సో వితౌట్ ఈస్ లేబర్ ఈవెన్ దుడ్ ద crops will not crops. grow yeah and he, he you is fits to feed the world but he is starves himself yeah so yeah i love that little part yeah. the same i'm looking poem. at i'm looking at the translation right now which is why yeah. that i know telugu but i <laughs> following your translation yeah uh, i am reading in english please yes there are four cardinal directions in the universe this untouchable has none to claim he is the last son of mother india innocent enough to be content with penury forgets all his suffering with a fistful of rice to fill his burning stomach he lives in the southern corner of tanjavur to where telugu poetry migrated at a tender age a kingdom ruled by ragunatha rayalu under his patronage telugu language and literature flourished despite poverty he led a life of honesty and moral integrity caste hindus imposed many hardships upon him tried to destroy his destroy his caste tortured and squeezed his body but he never rebelled against them instead he stitched shoes to protect the feet of great upper caste heroes of the nation and led a life as a dutiful man this country bharat in his debt without his labor even the crops hesitated to grow by sweating a day and night he feeds the world but he has nothing to eat to cleanse the muck of untouchability that soil so that soils his head even the holiest ganga has no compassion his touch is considered polluting if he handles the offering the trinity of gods must start ah oh, i love that part yeah ah uh, chenaya it's been marvelous thank you for giving us your time i know it's very thank early in the morning there um and uh, you've been lovely uh, in letting us have letting us fix this at a time when it's the evening here so it, we could manage to do this at our convenience thank you again for that no, thank um, you so much thank you and uh, and it's always a pleasure to talk to you and of course i keep waiting to publish you more i know i thank shouldn't you. be talking about that in a podcast but <laughs> so for the <laughs> listeners i just want to say that uh for our listeners you uh, you've got a flavor of why of the text itself uh, you've listened to doc professor jangam talk, talk about why it is such a powerful and important text of our times and i really hope uh, that you all will order the book it's available throughout the world now on amazon and other platforms uh those of you who are listening to this in india please uh, uh if you go to our website um uh we promote and encourage 
uh, people to go to some of our friendly bookstores to buy books instead of just ordering online if they can. Uh, we have a handful of such friendly bookstores mentioned on our website now. Our brand new website, which has just undergone a wonderful makeover, by the way. And uh, you can um, uh, get in touch with these uh, bookstores. From that page on our website, you'll be taken directly to the web, uh, websites of these wonderful bookstores. And they will ship the book to you very quickly. But do please get hold of your copy of Gabilam a Dalit epic by Guram Joshua, wonderfully, consummately translated by the lovely Professor Chinaya Jangam, whom you have been listening to for the past 40 minutes. I also want to thank uh, the producer of this podcast, my colleague Srishti Khare, um, who has to deal with my bad temper at times, but never drops the ball and gets it all done. Uh, so thank you, Srishti, for uh, doing it yet again. And I'm sure this edition will be uh, made live very soon. Um, and I'd love to hear back from all of you about what you thought of it. In the meantime, Chinaya, lovely to talk to you again. Do please keep in touch. And, thank you. And, uh, and I want to say happy Dalit History Month to everyone. And uh, everyone to read Dalit texts. And it's very important to read and understand the experience of Dalits. If you really are interested in changing anything in society, I think it's very important to read Dalit narratives and Dalit writings. And happy Dalit history month and Jai Bhim to you all. Thank you so much, Chinaya. Bye-bye, everyone.